This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called How to Make the Fuzzy Clear. My guest today is Orly Zewi, who says that is her superpower turning fuzzy into clear, and teaching others to turn generic messaging into clear marketing messages. Orly is an author, speaker, and educator who helps startups, solopreneurs, and B2B companies cut through the noise so their ideal customers can find them, buy them, and refer them. She has lectured at Wharton School of Business and taught in the Close School of Entrepreneurship at Drexel University and the University of Pennsylvania. Her book, Ready Launch Brand, The Lean Marketing Guide for Startups, was published by Routledge in May 2021, and it was the number one new business book on Amazon in April 2021. Orly Zewi, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm very happy to to have you. We've had some great conversations as we've gotten to know one another. And I'd just like you to start by sharing an example. There are countless examples of fuzzy messaging, fuzzy marketing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, well, basically, pretty much everything out there is fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, let me kind of let me let me um, to answer your question. Let me ask you another question. Sure. Um, and this is, you know, this is going back maybe a little bit, but um, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heard of it, right? But um, they were a launch in 2008. And at that time, they were competing or they're trying to cut through their noise to be uh, an experiential uh, travel experience. Nobody had even heard of this. It's 2008. So, mm-hmm. and what's interesting for me is how quickly some of these other hotels have gone by the wayside. I mean, think about the hotels that you remember. Like, is Howard Johnson's a hotel that you even think about these days? Nope. Exactly. Because what happens is, you know, when you're in a space that is very small, mm-hmm. you can afford to be fuzzy. The right. problem is that when you are now in a crowded field, if you don't start to clarify your differentiator, your value prop, your your why, you disappear. And that's really what happens with a lot of, you know, established brands. I mean, I could give you hundreds of examples, including Kodak, which, you know, filed for bankruptcy. And here's uh, Kodak, who basically, they invented the the camera, right? I mean, they were the pioneers that had been around since the 1860s, I think. 
They fail to cut through the noise. They fail to get their messaging to really hit the new a new crop of people who didn't understand why they need a Kodak, right? Because they were very late to the game. So right. the messaging, I have to say, is also connected to how well do you understand and your differentiation to begin with, right? Because what happens with so they, so on the one hand, you have startups who, you know, they have to cut through the noise because they don't have a lot of time, you know, to build their audience. But then on the other side, you have very established brands that don't make it because they get too comfortable and they forget that, you know, every decade or so or in, or in the 21st century, it's like every six months, you have to mm-hmm. kind of think about, you know, are we making that case that people understand why they need us, what what we really offer, what what we offer that's different from everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I think the digital age has really um, accelerated that process. Yeah, and that the thing that you said that's so critical is understanding why they need us. When I look at all the messaging that's out there that I would call fuzzy, what I see is brands, business people, businesses that are talking a lot about the product, the service, the widget, the features, and not talking enough, if at all, about why somebody would want to partake. So give me an example of a brand that or or a client of yours who is doing a really good job of presenting that idea of why presenting the story of why story of why yeah i mean you know everyone's familiar most people are familiar with simon sinek and the golden circle and Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing is about the why and in fact he, he that um that ted talk is really kind of what uh spearheaded my whole focus into going into that area because what i realized is you know it takes it takes time to understand your why, and it's much easier to talk about the what and the how. But the what and the how is I'm only interested in that once I've already hired you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not that's not why I buy this, right? So um I'll give you an example. So this is a client of mine um who has a consulting, a consulting practice, and right. they're IT consultants, right? And and I mean talk about a crowded field. And what they talk about is not the what and the how, but the why, which is their whole their whole premise. And this is, you know, what we worked on together to really get to is that we live in a world of perpetual change. That's the yeah. that's the why. We live in a world of perpetual change. Now, I'm already understanding that there's a problem, right? And so the key here is now that I've got your attention, now we talk about how we really focus on on um getting um getting leaders to to be successful through change and that's why they need you not because you know everybody can get you on a new software but the issue is not that your software is out of date but what happens when you try to integrate a new program in a huge organization that has you know hundreds thousands of employees that's a huge headache we all know that and yeah. So, so what what does happen? What do you mean it's a huge headache? So the headache is 
that there's there's the mismatches, right? You get a new program and it screws up everything else or, you know, people have to be trained. They don't just automatically wake up one day and know how to use a whole new system, right? They right. have to. So so there's training involved. There's there's um, an understanding how a new program fits into the bigger picture. So that what they did, you know, what they were interested in doing was really to cut through the noise of all these IT people who say, yeah, we're going to come in here and we're going to, we're going to fix whatever it is. Instead, um, we had, I, I did, I do this whole process around understanding your, your aspirational brand. And mm-hmm. it turns out that really what they do is design thinking. And that's the model that they're using, which is they listen. There's this empathic listening. There's collaboration. Um, there's transformation. They have an MPV, right? They they kind of do this this uh, closed loop where they're always kind of rethinking, reinventing. But yeah. at the end of the day, what they're really doing is teaching leaders how to succeed, how to move through change successfully. Because at the end of the day, it's people who change things. It's not, it's not widgets, right? It's the people. So you have to be able to have people on board and the right people. So they're looking at, you know, they're looking at a much bigger uh, envelope. And so, you know, when you talk about the fuzzy to clear, I mean, talk about a crowded space where, you know, they had to immediately separate themselves. Yeah. Um, from from all the other IT people. I, I'll say one other thing around this fuzzy to clear. There's too much noise on the typical homepage. I land on a homepage. The only thing I want to know is why am I here and why should I care? Mm-hmm. Most IT companies, IT services, they're immediately selling you. There's like all this stuff on the page. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, I don't even know if I want this, right? And so part of what I always tell my clients is, Let's figure out who your client is, what's keeping them up at night, what's really motivating them. Because if I understand what's behind your, because we don't make a purchase just for the heck of it, right? Especially right. around around services and products we buy, you know, I mean, so, and then there's this idea that, you know, everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. So I really live by that, right? So the first thing that happens is I get on this homepage and with this client in particular, there's all there is, is the banner that has, you know, a series of messages, which starts with, we live in a world of perpetual change, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then it moves into kind of our process. And ultimately, it's, you know, kind of what you get. Um, and, and there's very little, it, there's nothing about selling. And there's just a little bit of information, you know, but the goal of a homepage is to get you to click because mm-hmm. as you click, it means that you are now engaging with the brand. Mm-hmm. People forget, especially startups, you know, who are just, they just want to keep the lights on. They want to get as many clients as possible. So I totally get why they do this, but unfortunately it's counterintuitive because most people, when they land, if they're overwhelmed by stuff, I mean, think about it. If you land on something and there's all this information, you literally just go, I can't look at all this stuff. And so, and if you leave, you have six seconds, by the way, and that's, I'm being generous. Um, You have six seconds. And if I don't find something that matters to me, and again, don't tell me everything, just make me curious, help me to understand that there's something here that I want to learn more about because every time I click, I'm engaging further. And so it's not that you don't want people to click. 
but you want them to click for a reason, which is ultimately, hopefully, to become a prospect. Sure, sure. And you said something a moment ago that I think is very important and that really connects the work that you do to the work that I do. You talked about listening. You talked about empathizing. You talked about paying attention to what's keeping them up at night. And uh, we too worked with a IT company a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. And the things that that they were hearing from their clients became the story that they told on the front page of their website. So the things that they were hearing from their clients were things like, I hate calling my IT company and being put on hold and feeling like I'm being taken for granted. So the very first picture that you see is a business executive on the phone with a frustrated look on his face and some copy about, you know, we treat you like you deserve to be treated. Um, there's another uh, another pain that they felt is we hate, we, we don't like that feeling of budget uncertainty and being nickeled and dimed to death. And then that other sense of, of lying awake at night, staring at the ceiling, wondering, uh, you know, it's not a question of if, but when is the whole house of cards going to fall down? And if only I had some peace of mind. So I think you're talking about the same sort of thing that when you, when you begin to get to the why, and when you begin to pay attention and listen to what really is going on with the client, you get to these emotional transformations, that feeling of, of, fear and frustration to relief and confidence uh, that a good IT company is selling. And, and so um, it, we're using different vocabulary, and it, it, although we both talk about why, but I think we're talking about things in much the same way. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, for me, that the way I look at it is I'm less interested and, and you know, no, no disrespect here meant at all, but I'm less interested in the pictures of my problem than I am in how you're going to solve it. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? And, 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 and I will say also that, you know, it's less is always better. Um, again, because homepages are really, you know, they're just the front door to your brand. And, and people have yep. a tendency to put a lot of stuff in, in that front door, in front of the door. And yet you would never do that in front of your house or your, you know, your place of business for, for that matter. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. And then let's let's dig into this a little bit. It, we may disagree a bit, but but I think this is a healthy conversation that might be instructive for people. Uh, you know, I the way I look at it is if you take the approach where all you're doing is agitating the problem, putting the knife in, twisting it until they bleed, regardless of whether they need the product or service, just to get them to the transaction. That's fear-based marketing, that's manipulative, that's the wrong idea. What we talk about at Story Power Marketing is the idea of empathy and envision. Empathize with the client. What are they feeling? Help them envision where they can go and then describe how you're going to enable that journey. And the thing that that's so important is that so many, so many businesses, so many of your prospects are when you meet them where they are, when you empathize, they're operating from a place of, I have a problem, or I have a fear, or I have a frustration. So if you truly are going to empathize, I believe, you're meeting them where they are. And sometimes where they are is stuck in a problem or stuck in a fear. Now, the thing that you do is you combine that instantly 
with a vision of the future, a vision of a better place and how your products and services, which they could care less about, they couldn't care less about uh, until you paint the picture of that before and after journey. Then you can describe products and services and, and how that enables the journey. And I will say that from a uh, from a uh, written perspective, that's really what an elevator pitch should do. Mm-hmm. Often, you know, people use an elevator pitch like it's a sales pitch. And, you know, what I know is that uh, a sales pitch is all about the how and the why and the what. Right. Whereas an elevator pitch is why do I need you? And and, you know, what am I going to get? Right. So so there is a what, but the what is for the person, not for you. Right. So. Um, I think that um, when when people think of an elevator pitch, they think of it more as like a throwaway. And what I have learned is that the elevator pitch is that first step to I really identifying your why. And mm-hmm. in 30 seconds, you need to be able to tell me what you do, who you do it for, and what they get. Those three things right. in a very short, right, very, very short uh, place. And uh, and then another piece of that is, you know, because we're humans and we t- we are curious people, uh, what I always start with is really trying to get people to to kind of get on the same page in terms of, you know, where are we? The world that we're living in right now, which is, you know, we're being messaged at a rate of somewhere around 15,000 messages a day. You know, that's more than that's several million messages a year. It's just overwhelming. And the problem is that getting back again to this making fuzzy clear, the fuzzier you are, the harder it is to find you. And if I can't find you, I can't buy you and I can't refer you. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not the right person for me, that level of clarity helps me to think, oh, gee, you know, that's not what I need. But boy, I know Bob over here or Jane or, you know, they need you. Let me connect you to them. Right. And then if your if your website is really buttoned down, now you also have a referral mechanism. Sure. So which, you know, again, a lot of people think of their website as, oh, well, nobody comes anyway. I just need one, you know. <laughs> and and it's a very funny thing, you know, because the first thing I ask people is, you know, tell me about your analytics. You know, how many, how many conversions, what kind of conversion rate do you most people don't know the answer to that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And also um they kind of say, oh, well, you know, this just because it's out there, but nobody really looks at it. And I'm like, yeah, well, then maybe you shouldn't be, maybe you shouldn't have a website or maybe you should rethink, right, how you're approaching this. Because I actually think that a strong website is really important and can really help you turn prospects into uh, visitors into prospects. Yeah. And so is a a good LinkedIn profile. We've been talking about websites, but I know you talk with your clients about LinkedIn profile and people will find you on LinkedIn, maybe just stumbling across you. Uh, Maybe they did a search, whatever, uh, whatever, and they find you. And then so many people miss the opportunity because their profiles are so fuzzy. So uh, share some tips, if you will, about how to power up a LinkedIn profile and turn the the LinkedIn profile from fuzzy to clear. So one of the things, um, before I answer that question, I just want to, again, put that in perspective, eight out of 10 business B2B leads come through LinkedIn, and yet most profiles are invisible. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean that if I land on on your profile and... I see just, you know, I mean, most people know not to use the generic 
banner that comes with LinkedIn. But even when they use an image, it typically doesn't tell me anything. So having a a banner that really says something about you. So mine is, you know, a a picture of Times Square. And, you know, the, the tagline is it's a noisy world stand out. That is that's really like if you if that intrigues you, then people will read further. The mm-hmm. second place to go, of course, you need to have a professional photograph. And I always tell my clients, if you do nothing else, spend the money, invest in a good photograph, because what tends to happen is um, the pictures. First of all, you need a picture that's straight on. And then we need to see your face like don't have a lot of, you know, a lot of things in the background or you know, lots of p- things that kind of take away from you because people want to know who they're going to work with. So having having a clear image of you is also part of that, making fuzzy clear. And then the title, stay away from generic terms. I mean, you know, I could have just said I'm a brand consultant or brand yeah. or, you know, brand consultant. But that means nothing. Most people right. actually don't even understand what brand means. So already I've confused them. And instead I say I'm a fac- your facilitator of light bulb moments. Yeah. Because that's what I do. I make fuzzy clear, right? So so the goal is to as and you know, because we're in this culture when we read uh that we read top to bottom, I want to understand something. Your image, that banner is actually very expensive real estate, and most people discount it. They don't really use right. it properly. So it's like, okay, you're a speaker and there's a picture of you on stage. Okay, but it doesn't really tell me anything like. What do your talks do? How do you trans, you know, is there some transformative experience that happens? Is there, you know, a particular, um, a particular thing? Because speaking again, that's a very, that's a very um, uh, noisy space as well. And then, um, and then the title is the next thing. And then, you know, at the end is also the, the about section, which most people treat as a resume, which it is not. Exactly. Uh, and instead, right, think of it as, Here's your opportunity to tell people who you are, who you work with and what they get, right? Yeah. What did they get? Yeah. It's your and and do it very quickly, right? It's not a resume. And the final thing is don't forget to have a call to action. You know, yep. you've got people right there. If they're reading it, now is the time to say, hey, you know, so so in mine, it says, you know, if you're ready to make your fuzzy clear, let's talk. Here's a link to my calendar, right? And, and so you don't have to go look for that, you know. Nobody's going to go in your about section. They're just not going to do it. You know, again, we're we're in a, in a time uh, period now where, you know, we've got just a few seconds. And so we just we want you to make it easier for us to connect yep. with you. Yep. So th- those are great tips. And if somebody clicks that button and says, I want to schedule time with you, what is it that uh, what are the opportunities that you would discuss with them? How How does somebody work with you? So first of all, it would be a discovery uh, meeting. Mm-hmm. So and a discovery meeting is one of the things I want to find out is what have you tried in the past? You know, what are you struggling with? What's the number thing you're number number thing number one thing that you're struggling with with your messaging? And and then you know it's really going through kind of the process. Like where are you now? What are you hoping to get to? What are the things that you've struggled with in the past? And for me, you know, where the next step is, it's either going to be a LinkedIn rebrand, which is, you know, again, something that that I've I've been doing for quite a lot of years now, or we take a look at your whole, you know, we'll look at more of a full brand um, package, which includes a brand strategy, a messaging strategy, a web strategy, and a nurturing strategy. Terrific. 
Terrific. And where can people find your LinkedIn page? Right. So, I mean, luckily, when you have a name like Orly Zewi, it's uh-huh. really easy to find me. Yep. So it's really, it's really just, uh, you know, uh, it's just my name. So just look up uh, LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash IN slash Orly Zewi. Yep. And, and Zewi uh, is Z-E-W-Y. Correct. Yep. And you can also find my book, Ready Launch Brand, on Amazon. Um, and, um, and so again, you can literally just put my name and my book will pop up. Terrific. Terrific. And, uh, your website or anywhere else that people can connect with you. Absolutely. So my, my website, I actually just went through a slight rebrand where now it's, uh, zeewebrands.com is my yep. website. All and one word. So Z- zeewebrands, B-R-A-N-D-S.com. <clears throat> and uh, you can actually, it'll, you can actually um, get my book through my website as well. And you can also, of course, um, you know, uh, schedule an appointment with me through the website. Terrific, terrific. So, Orly, any parting thoughts that uh, we haven't been able to discuss so far? Parting thoughts, um, yes. Um, generic messaging. The reason it doesn't work is because you're talking to everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Yeah, I like that. Orly Zewi, thank you so much. Really appreciate wow. you spending some time with us today on the Story Power Marketing Show. If you liked what you heard, please, wherever you get your favorite podcast, give us a five-star review so that uh, other people can find it, other people can uh, get the wisdom that Orly just shared today and other wisdom by, uh, part, uh, by partaking in the other episodes. Also, if you want more from Orly, go to repeat it for me. Wow, lost by trailer thought. The website is zeewebrands.com. Zeewebrands, Z E W I brands, B R A N D S.com. And visit storypowermarketing.com for more from Story Power Marketing how to transform your content from ignored to adored. And we'll see you again down the road on the Story Power Marketing Show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, Please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.